Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Clason. Today, we're discussing the seventh chapter of the book titled The Walls of Babylon. Now, this is a very important chapter, but a very short chapter to understand the importance of safety, safety of money, safety of life, safety of everything. It starts with Banzar, a grim warrior, a warrior of Babylon who stood at the passageway leading up to the top of the ancient walls of Babylon. Babylon was under attack, and the, but the main armies of, 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 the, of the empire were with the king far away in the east on the great expedition against the Euphrates. And Banzar was in charge of protecting the city he was standing behind the protecting walls of Babylon, ensuring that it held up against the onslaught from the enemies on the other side. The mighty army of the Assyrians were unrelenting. They were barraging the city and the walls with all that they could, but they couldn't get in because the walls of Babylon, as ancient times have told us, were incredibly strong. We remember in the previous chapters that the merchants had to wait outside the gate if they, and if they wanted to enter after sundown because the walls were closed in order to protect her citizens from the enemies. And Banzar was surrounded by great crowds of citizens who were white-faced and terrified, eagerly seeking the news of the battle. With hushed awe, the author says, they viewed the stream of wounded and dead being carried or led out of the passageway. Here was the crucial point of attack, says the author. After three days of circling about the city, the enemy has suddenly thrown his great strength against the section and this gate. They realized that they couldn't get in through any other place. And the gate was the main or the last stronghold that the city had. And if they would have gotten through that, then the city was theirs because they knew that the, the, the major chunk of Babylon, Babylon's army was not in the city to protect them. So the only obstacle they had in front of them was the Great Wall of Babylon. Banzar knew this, so did the citizens, and they were worried. They were seeing the flood of, of, of arrows that were being shot into the city. They were seeing the, the flood of people, the soldiers, the bare minimum who were there, being wounded, some of them who were even dead. And the only thing that, uh, that the city of Babylon had, because they couldn't go into direct hand-to-hand -hand combat because of the wall protecting them, was the archers who would shoot arrows from their side of the city onto the enemies on the other side of the wall. And this obviously was not a good position to be in. And the citizens were justly worried. One of the citizens, an old merchant, crowded close to Bansar. He placed hands quiveringly and said, Tell me, they cannot get in. My sons are with the good king. There is no one to protect my old wife. My goods, they will steal all. My food, they will leave nothing. We are too old. We are too old to defend ourselves. Too old for, to become slaves. We will starve. We will die. They cannot get in. Bansar replied, the walls of Babylon are strong. Go back to the bazaar and tell your wife that she will be fine, that the walls will protect you 
and all of your possessions are safe as, as they protect the rich treasures of the king. Another woman came to Banzar and said, Sergeant, what news is there from the top? Tell me truly that I may reassure my poor husband. He lies with fever for, from his terrible wounds, yet insists upon his armor and his spear to protect me, who am with child. Terribly, he says, we will be vengeful lust for our enemies should they break in. Banza calms the woman and he says, the walls of Babylon are high and strong. Hear ye not the yells of our valiant defenders as they empty the cauldrons of burning oil upon the ladder scalers? This he says in reference to the enemies who are trying to scale the walls and the, 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 the little soldiers that are there in Babylon are effectively preventing them. Back to thy husband, he says, tell them the gates are strong and withstand the rams, also that the scalers climb the walls, but to receive the waiting spear thrust. Watch thy way and hasten behind your buildings. The entire strategy of defense of the remaining army of Babylon, which Banzar commands, it is with respect to the wall. The wall protects them from the rams who are trying to batter it and break it. The wall protects them from the arrows who are flurrying inside only to reach not that far. Uh, the wall protects them from the scalers, the ladder scalers who are trying to climb up and the spears of the armies of Babylon are entrusting them and pushing them down. Banzar stepped aside to clear the passage for heavily armed reinforcements and he, was see and he saw a small girl who said, tell me soldier, are we safe? I hear awful noises. I see the men are bleeding. I am so frightened. What will become of our family, of my mother, little brother, and the baby? Panzar takes a deep breath and says, the walls of Babylon will protect you and your mother and your little brother and baby. It was built for the safety of such as you hundreds of years ago. Never have they been broken through. Go back and tell your mother and little brother that the, and the baby that the walls of Babylon will protect them and they have no need to fear. Day after day, he stood in the passageway, reinforcing the wall, reinforcing his troops in order to prevent any barrage of attacks that came through. And he told every citizen that came to him with worry that the walls of Babylon will protect you. For three weeks and five days, that's 25 days, almost a month, the attack onslaught continued. And Banzar had to contend with the little troops that he had and a strong centurion wall that stood against him and the forces that were out to kill them. Upon the fifth night of the fourth week, the clamor without diminished. The first streaks of daylight illuminating the plains disclosed, disclosed great clouds of dust raised by retreating armies. They had given up. They realized, the Assyrians had realized that they could not break through the Great Wall of Babylon. For better or for worse, the, the mighty army that had, on, that, that had barraged the city of Babylon retreated. A mighty shout went up for the defenders. There was no mistaking its meaning. It was repeated by the waiting troops behind the walls. It was echoed by the citizens. It swept over the city, violence of a storm. People rushed from houses, 
and the pent-up fear had turned into joy. The walls of Babylon had once again repulsed a mighty ambitious foe, determined to loot her rich treasures and to ravish and enslave her citizens. Babylon was fully protected. It could not be otherwise. Now, how does this relate to money, finance, personal finance in that case? The author in the last few paragraphs draws the importance of the walls of Babylon with the need to protect your money, your inflow of money, the investments that you make with the inflow of money, everything. He says the walls of Babylon were an outstanding example of man's need and desire for protection. This desire is inherent in the human race. It is just as strong today as it ever was. But we have developed broader and better plans to accomplish the same purpose. Now, with respect to finance, there are several tools that you can use in order to safeguard your savings, safeguard your investments, safeguard your future uh, savings should any unforeseen situation arise. The author says a few impregnable walls like the walls of, of, of Babylon for your own savings are say insurance, savings accounts and dependable investments. We can guard ourselves against the unexpected tragedies that may enter any door and seat themselves before any fireside. I would like to take this moment to reiterate what the author said in the previous uh, chapter to always protect thy principle. In addition to that, you have to protect the inflow of principle such that it will continue, not just when you are able to work, but when you are unable to work because of an illness, because of any other problem that you may have. Insurance or any kind of safety of inflow of fund, whether it's fund, whether it's a, a pension, a retirement account, a rainy day fund, anything would be helpful in a way where if you are not able to work, it, 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 it satisfies your desire. The thumb rule is six, to, six months to a year of savings locked up at any point of time so that if any situation arises where you have to let go of the income stream, whether it's the business that you run or the, or the salary that you receive from your employer, you are able to be you are able to provide for every single necessity that you need um, for six to six months to a year or even more and always protect your principle. The defining principle from this particular chapter is we cannot afford to be without adequate protection. That is it from this very short chapter on, on that from chapter number seven on the richest man in Babylon. I hope you will join me for the next chapter. With that, I'm out.